Okay, so today we are reading Curious George Goes to the Hospital because we're kind of on a Curious George kick. We've read some Curious George stories. And this story was written by Margaret and H. A. Ray. No, there's no O. It's just H. A. Ray. And it is read today by Mommy and... Meow, meow. Okay. Meow, meow, meow. That's my name. Meow, meow. And here we go. This, by the way, friends, this story was copyrighted in 1966. (laughs) So let's see how uh, familiar these things might be for those of us who have been to a hospital recently. Okay, here we go. This is George. He lived with his friend, the man with the yellow hat. He was a good little monkey, but he was always curious. Today, George was curious about the big box on the man's desk. You know, this would be a lot easier for George if someone would teach him how to read. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. What could be in it? George could not resist. He simply had to open it. It was full of funny little pieces of all sorts of shapes and all sorts of colors. George took one out. It looked like a piece of candy. Maybe it was candy. Maybe he could eat it. George put the piece in his mouth, and before he knew it, he had swallowed it. A while later, the man with the yellow hat came home. Why, George, he said, I see you've already opened the box with the jigsaw puzzle. It was supposed to be a surprise for you. Well, let's get to work on it. Finally, the puzzle was finished. Well, almost finished. One piece was missing. Where is that piece? Can you guess? The man looked everywhere for it. They looked for it everywhere, but he could not find it. That's strange, he said. It's a brand new puzzle. Well, it cannot be helped. Maybe we'll find it in the morning. Let's go to bed now, George. The next morning, George did not feel well. He had tummy ache and did not want to eat his breakfast. The man was worried. He went to the telephone and called Dr. Baker. I'll be over as soon as I can, said the doctor. And now that's kind of different from what we do. Whenever we have to go see a doctor, we go to the doctor. He doesn't come to us. First, Dr. Baker looked down George's throat and felt his tummy. Then he took out his stethoscope and listened. Can you describe what a stethoscope is? It kind of looks like a long tube that has like two ends to it that you would put in your ears on one side. And then on the other side, it kind of has like a plate and they put that against your body. And then the doctor can listen to what's going on inside of your body very fun. Okay. I'm not sure what's wrong, he said. You'd better take George to the hospital and have an x-ray taken. I'll call them and let them know you're coming. 
don't worry, George, said the man when they were driving to the hospital. You've been there before when you broke your leg. Remember how nice the doctors and nurses were? George held his big rubber ball tight as they walked up the hospital steps. A nurse took them down a long hallway to a room where she gave George something to drink that looked white and tasted sweet. It is called barium, the nurse explained. It helps the doctors find out what's wrong with you, George. In the next room stood a big table, and the doctor was just putting on a heavy apron. Then he gave the man one just like it. George was curious. Would he get one too? No, he did not. You get on that table, George, the doctor said. I'm going to take some x-ray pictures of your insides. He pushed a button and there was a funny noise. There, now you may get up and we will have the x-rays developed right away. So, do you know what these aprons were? They block the x-ray machine from getting x-rays of the other people who are in the room. The only x-rays the machine should be taking is of George, and that's why he did not get an apron, because they want to see what he's got going on. Now, let's see. Oh, there's something there that should not be, said the doctor when they were looking at the x-rays. Why, it looks like, I think it must be the piece that was missing from our jigsaw puzzle yesterday, said the man. Well, 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 said the doctor. At least we now know what's wrong with our little patient. I'll tell Dr. Baker right away. George will have to be, you'll have to stay in the hospital for a few days. And they'll put a tube down his throat to get the piece out. Oh, it's only a small operation. I'll call a nurse and have her take you to the admitting office. Many people were waiting in, outside the office. George had to wait, too. Look, Betsy, the woman next to him said to her little girl. There's Curious George. Betsy looked up for a moment, but she did not even smile. Betsy had never been to a hospital before, and she was scared. Finally, it was George's turn. A pretty young nurse took him to the next room. My, how many rooms and how many nurses were there? One nurse wrote down a lot of things about George, his name and his address and what was wrong with him. And another nurse put a bracelet around his wrist. It has your name on it, George, she said, so that everybody knows who you are. Then the pretty young nurse came back. My name's Carol, she said. I'm going to take you to the room now. We call it the children's ward and put you to bed. There will be lots of children to keep you company. And so it was. There were a lot of children in the room. Some were up and around and others were in their beds with a doctor or a nurse looking after them. Dave was having a blood transfusion. Steve had his leg bandaged and was sitting in a go-kart. Betsy was in bed, looking sad. 
George got the bed next to Betsy. George was glad when he was in his bed at last. His tummy was hurting again. The man sat with him for a while. Now I have to leave you, George, he finally said. I'll be back first thing in the morning before they take you to the operating room. Nurse Carol will tuck you in when it's time to sleep. And then he left. George just sat there and cried. As he had promised, the man was back early the next morning. The nurses were keeping George very busy. One one nurse was taking his temperature. One was taking his blood pressure. One was giving him a pill to make you sleepy, George, she said. And one was getting ready to give him a shot. In the picture, there's a lot of ladies, a lot of nurses all standing around doing different things to the man or to George and the man is watching but we should we should say this one thing um nurses can be both men or women they can be either one whoa yes it's going to hurt George she said but only for a moment she took his arm and George let out a scream but the needle hasn't touched you yet said the nurse, laughing. There, now it's done. That wasn't so bad, was it? No, it really was not. And anyway, it was over now. By the time the attendant came with the stretcher to wheel him to the operating room, George was getting sleepy. He tried hard to stay awake. He was curious to see what would happen next. Think he's going to stay awake? No, no, I don't think so either. He could see a big table with bright lamps over it and nurses and doctors all around. They had caps on their head and masks over their faces. Only their eyes were showing. One of the doctors winked at George and patted his head. It was Dr. Baker who had been to the house when it all started. He looked funny with his mask on. These are ninjas and helping get doctors. They do kind of look like ninjas, don't they? Can we pretend they are? Yeah, when you go into surgery, you can pretend that the people who are doing your surgery are ninjas. Because they wear hats and they wear masks and they wear the same color. But they're not really their doctors. Okay. And then George was fast asleep. I knew it. I knew he wouldn't be able to stay awake. When George woke up, he did not know what had happened. He did not even know where he was. Then he saw Nurse Carol. It's all done, George, she said. They got the piece out. In a day or two, you'll be up and running around again. The man had brought him a picture book. But George felt sick and dizzy, and his throat was hurting, too. He was not even curious about the new book. He closed his eyes again. We'll let him sleep, said Nurse Carol. The more he sleeps, the better. The next morning, George felt better. He even ate a dish of ice cream. 
Dr. Baker came to see him, and the man, of course, came too. Betsy was... This is a moonwalk. Oh. This is a Neptune walk. Mm. A Neptune Neptune craft that walk. I went to the moon craft that walk. Well, I think in the picture we can see that George is... That's I think that's the ice cream that he's eating there. And then he's got a cup. And he sees his friends. So let's read about what's going on in the picture. Let's see what they're going to say. Betsy was watching him from time to time. She seemed a little less sad, but she still did not smile. Steve wheeled his go-kart over to George's bed. Tomorrow I can get up and try to walk, he said. Boy, I can hardly wait. I'll take you to the playroom now, George. Nurse Carol said the next morning, and in the afternoon, your friend will come and take you home. The playroom was full of children. A lady was showing Betsy how to use finger paint. There were all sorts of things to play with, even a puppet theater, and it was just the thing for George. He had four hands, so he could handle four puppets at the same time. George gave a real puppet show with a dragon and a clown and a bear and a policeman. The children laughed and shouted, and even Betsy, for the first time, smiled a little. And in the picture, we sure see them all watching the puppet show. Mm-hmm. There was a TV in the playroom and also a record player. George was curious. If he climbed on the record player and turned the switch, would it go round and round like a merry-go-round? It did. It started slowly, but then it went faster and faster and whoopee! George had lost his balance and was sailing through the air. Luckily, George landed on a soft cushion. The children cheered, and Betsy smiled again. George was so funny. Um, I don't know if everyone listening knows what a record player is, but a long time ago, we didn't have MP3s that you could just turn on Spotify and listen to music. No, no, you would have to pull out an actual vinyl disc, a big round kind of looking plasticky disc and you would have to put it on a machine that would read it and it would spin the disc around in a circle and that's how that used to work okay so but then the play lady picked george up that's enough for now she said you'd better take a nap before lunch We have a big day ahead of us. The mayor is coming to visit the hospital today. And later on, you will be going home, George. When George woke up, Steve was just taking his first steps. A nurse was helping him and the children were watching. The go-kart was standing there empty. George was curious. He looked at it. Then he climbed into it. Then he grabbed the wheels, and then, while nobody was looking, he wheeled the go-kart right out of the room. George could make the go-kart go very fast. 
This was fun. Down the hall he went. By now the nurses had noticed that he was gone and came running after him. George! George! She shouted. But George was too excited to listen. He wheeled around the corner and down the ramp to the floor below where some men were pushing lunch carts and lots of doctors and nurses were showing the mayor around. George tried to stop, but it was too late. Wham! The go-kart landed right in the middle of everything. Lunch carts tumbled, spinach and scrambled eggs and strawberry jam were all over the floor. People fell over each other and George was thrown out of the go-kart and landed right in the mayor's arms. What a mess. You broke all my dishes, someone cried. He ruined the go-kart, complained another. What will the mayor think of it, whispered someone else. And so it went. Suddenly, everybody looked up and listened. From above came happy laughter. And there stood Betsy, laughing, laughing, laughing. Then the children joined in. Then the mayor started laughing and finally everybody just laughed and laughed. Everybody, that is, except George. Betsy came running down the ramp, threw her arms around George and kissed him. Don't be sad, George, she said. The whole thing was so funny. I've never laughed so much in my life. I'm so glad you were in the hospital with me. Now, the director of the hospital spoke. I am sorry this happened, Mr. Mayor, he said. But I I think we'll just clean up the mess and be done with it. George, he went on, you've made a terrible mess. But you've also made our sad little Betsy happy again. And that is more than any of us has done. And now I see your friend has come to take you home. So goodbye, George, and take care of yourself. It's Betsy, the little boy. Betsy was a little girl. Was the children. Betsy the little girl, mm-hmm. No, she doesn't belong with the man with the hat. George belongs to the man with the hat. But the little girl, Betsy, I think we saw her at the very beginning with her mother. She was the one who was not happy. She was sad. We don't know why she was sad. So the children crowded around the windows waving goodbye when George and the man with the yellow hat were finally leaving the hospital. What was that going to? Well, let's see. As the car was turning into the driveway, Nurse Carol came running after them. Here's a little package with something that belongs to you, George she called but don't open it before you are home george was curious well who would not be the moment he reached home he ripped the paper off tore the box opened the box and there was the piece of the puzzle (laughs) that had caused all the trouble how nice of the doctor to save it for us said the man with the yellow hat and now we can finish the puzzle that is. What was he doing there? Oh, I think he's playing with the puzzle pieces again, but now he knows not to eat one. These must have been a very, like, thick wooden 
puzzle piece, I think. I'm not sure how he swallowed it. But it is the end. Can you say the end? The end. Okay. Thank you.